Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit, tribal, and magic the gathering. Don't worry if you're watching your microphones, it's my throat that's a little act up. But welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how I'm doing. Am I should you know? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I used to ask each and every single episode, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's very big, very important for me because guess what? Those things are called algorithms. And if you like the show and you want other people to know about the show, besides you telling them, which I'm going to ask you, please share the show with everybody, no matter if they like spirits or not, or if they're in the Magic Gathering or not. Get them to watch the show. I promise you, I'll have a great time. So hit that follow, like, subscribe button, hit the bell for the notifications, and tell everybody about the show. Now, I know it's been a while since you last seen me. It's been about almost about a month, and the reason why is because I had family issues. What happens is, uh, you know, my mother became severely ill. I had to sit there and take care of her for a little bit. She's now living home with me. Um, you know, she's on a speedy recovery, so I want to thank uh, the people out there like Mikachu, Remf, uh, all the heavy hitters out there in the magic world and even the you know you the fans uh hitting me up saying hey dwight i hope everything's all right we can't wait to see the you know the next episode come out i'm sorry it took so long but family comes first and as you see i got a lot grayer due to all the stress that's involved but have no fear and have no worry uh the content the spirit content and magic the gathering content is back now like I do each and every single episode it's time for me to bring in the one the only the poor individual who does all this beautiful work. She, I call her the ravishing one. It's the one, the only, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to see you back. It's a, uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's been a while since we've yeah, done an episode. Yeah. It's, a, it's like riding a bicycle or getting on that horse and uh, telling that thing to giddy up. Yeah, right. Just got to get back doing it again there you go so we're gonna we're, we've got several episodes on mind several things on tap so have no fear have no worry uh i can't wait there's a special one this young there's a, a young man uh he goes by the name of mike from oshawa ontario canada i i, I can't wait to do that episode it's coming out shortly um just uh mind you due to a banning announcement that happened actually today uh, you know, that may be the next key deck you should consider, especially in the spirit world. So let's get this thing started, shall we? And the first thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about is we get, like I said, we got emails from fans saying, hey, how you doing? Hopefully mommy's all right. But one, they sit there and said, hey, Dwight, you sit there and said you wanted us to be uh, user ingenuity, to look at cards from the past and bring them to the present so we can sit there and you know fight what's going on in modern because obviously four color omnath is the heavy hitter okay that's that right now that's the world champion of the world you know beating everybody you know taking punches here and there but knocking people out but you me we both know we like the feel of victory we love it we ravish it that's the reason why we play this game right ravishing Yes, we we are all about the victory, and when we get that that taste, that hint, that flavor of victory, we want more. And especially if we can get it against Omnath and the four colored uh, uh, crescendo that that Omnath does, let me just tell you, oh man, 
your opponent's tears taste so salty but yet delicious it's like a you know salty and sweet com- a combination I, I maybe like a teriyaki sauce but oh when i beat an omnath for color omnath oh chef's kiss right so this one uh email that i got was like hey dwight you know what um i'm thinking about bringing in worship and I'm thinking to myself, worship. I remember that card. I used to play that back in the day, back in Urza Block. Well, not Urza Block. I'm sorry. Well, it was Urza Block, and then it got reprinted again. But this young man, or you know, this player, this this member of the Boo Crew, was like, "Hey, what do you think?" So, Ravishin, why don't we bring up worship? But there's another card that I want you to also look at, and it's sarah the benevolent but let's start with worship shall we this version got printed in ninth edition so it it is uh modern legal so let's read it's an enchantment if you control a creature uh, if you control a creature comma damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead so basically if you get pounded over the over and over and over again uh, in your head and your life total goes to zero no 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 it just goes back to one. If you lose your life, it goes back to negative five. Guess what? It only goes to one. The only time this doesn't come in effect is in fact. Now I've heard talk. There's, you know, there's, there's whisperings. Like, in fact, is back or it's, it's slowly uh, making its way back. I, I'm interested to see. Uh, I, I, you know, I love the whispers. I love seeing old decks uh, regenerate and come back in a new way. No, uh, no. But now let's look at Sarah the Benevolent. Okay, there's two reasons. There's a reason why I'm bringing up both of these cards. Sarah the Benevolent. It's uh two generic, two white, legendary planeswalker. Sarah with a loyalty value of four when she comes in the battlefield. Obviously, the first one is plus two creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one till end of turn. Not bad, right? Especially with spirits. We don't mind getting a, a nice little uh, bump up since we have flyers. Then it has negative three. Create a four-four white creature token with flying and vigilance. Well, I'm not going to complain about that. A four-four flyer, especially in modern, when you have, uh, I don't know, a, a a a dragon out there that has, you know, you know way to remove cards from the graveyard and then exile it and then come onto the battlefield and it gets bigger for every instant uh murktide region yeah a 4-4 angel ain't that bad and then finally negative six you get an emblem now mind you emblem not enchantment emblem and it reads if you control a creature damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead Hmm, where did i see that last printing oh it's the card next to it right worship that's the reason why i'm bringing this to your attention now let's be honest with one another shall we you know i know we both know ravishing knows the benefit of the enchantment is realistically and honestly there's very little enchantment removal but the problem is it's an enchantment so it's like ah uh, are you gonna put in a card that just maybe 
Eh. Let's be honest. Now, the benefit of having Sarah the Benevolent, yes, it increases your creatures. It allows you to attack a little bit higher and higher with the plus one, plus ones. Obviously, time to turn. Yes, it gives you a wonderful 4-4 Flying Angel. But the nice key part of this, it has that emblem. Now, the emblem, there is so far in Magic's history, going almost on 30th history, which I will talk about later on in the episode. There's nothing to remove emblems. So I'm just saying, realistically, me personally, if you're considering using the worship, I may consider this era a little bit better just because I can attack, I have a creature to protect, and oh, guess what? I can use the worship. But... Honestly and realistically, just because I wanted to bring this up because a boot crew member brought this up, they wanted to consider worship. Now, right now in the world of magic, especially in the world of modern, now I've stepped away from the game for a little bit, but I have been playing here and there. In the world of modern, there is a lot, a lot of creature removal. So there's where this this concept, this idea for this card in general, in principle, in theory is beneficial. But realistically and honestly, let's look at the first part, especially in the emblem and on the enchantment of worship. It's that fragment. It begins with if, right? And it goes, if you control a creature. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, if right now we're playing a meta that's all about creature destruction, basically removing creatures off the board, what does worship do? Realistically and honestly, worship is just sitting there. It's just a card in hand. It's just a card on the battlefield. You've wasted four mana and just gone, eh. Eh. Why? Because there's no creatures on the board. Guess what? They wipe out your creature. Now they deal damage. Oh. I'm twiddling my thumbs. Same thing with the negative uh, the negative six uh, emblem ability was here at the benevolent. It reads also, if you control a creature, comma. Guess what? If you don't have a creature, guess what? You don't get the negative, you don't get that reduced to one ability. So if they hit you for five and you go down to zero or negative five, guess what? You're dead. You're dead. It doesn't benefit you. Now, some of you are going to go, well, Dwight, Dwight, I have an aha moment. Aha, aha, I have something for you. And that's Moreland Haunt. If I have a white and blue and I, I have a Moreland Haunt and I, they happen to destroy their creature, they come and do damage. Prior to them doing damage, oh, I tap a blue, a white, and I tap Moreland Haunt, I get a 1-1 one, one creature. Aha, I got them. Aha. Uh, really, how many times does that actually happen? For ish and giggles, which I'm trying to, you know, curb my language and be a little bit more uh, family friendly. For ish and giggles, I tried this. I actually tried it with the Sarah Benevolent because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is, hey, I like the fact that it gives me uh, my creatures plus one where I can keep on banging away my creatures. I like the fact that I get a 4 4 flyer. Yay! And the fact that I get a worship. Realistically, how many times are you going to use it next to never? But you know, who knows? You never know. You know, 
it's a, as the French could say, it's a comme si comme ça, a little bit of you know, you know, a little bit of a, a little in between. I'm not going to besmirch the card. I'm not going to besmirch the the individual who reached out to me and said, "Hey, Dwight, what do you think?" Realistically and honestly, in your play group, in your where you play, if you feel that creature creature removal is at its minimum, why not try? But where I'm playing, ladies and gentlemen, I'm playing in the you know New Jer- New York, New Jersey tri-state area. I'm about forty five minutes uh, forty five minutes away from Philadelphia, literally an hour away from New York City. Creature removal is at its highest. Sarah worship doesn't stand the chance. You kidding me? And Sarah, the benevolent, is just Sarah, the you know card picking up you know rabbit feces. Hate to say it that way. And Sarah's cute. She's adorable. But ladies and gentlemen, it's up to you, Boo Crew. What are you gonna do? Try it out. What's what's it gonna hurt? Doesn't hurt to try it at an FNM. But if you're going to try to do it a competitive, uh-uh, uh-uh. there's other cards you can try. Remember, there was a once where I, I told you to check up uh, uh, Essence Flux. I heard a lot of great feedback, a lot of great feedback from it. Something to consider. There was a card that I was going to try to tell you about uh, to retry because my friend D-Star uh, from Sweden was using it and he became very effective in a modern challenge. Unfortunately, <sighs> to be quite sincere with you, uh, that card now is. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about next. That card is. Oh, look at that. This is what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Come and get it. Get it while it's hot. MTG Ectoplasm merch. I would love to tell you this is part of the merch, but it's not. Get your MTG Ectoplasm merch. You get your coffee mugs. Everything tastes more delicious in it. And go to mtgectoplasm.com. You can get these wonderful shirts on display, uh, all sizes and colors for men and women. And starting tomorrow, tonight, midnight, guess what's came out finally, ladies and gentlemen? The MTG Ectoplasm Boo Crew. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Get your Brew Crew Boo Crew shirt while it's hot. It's going to be limited edition. Make sure you get it while it's while it, you can get it. Get it while it's got. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for supporting the show as long as you do. But please, the best way to support the show is by going to your MTGEctoplasm.com, purchase a shirt, or get a wonderful coffee mug. Ah. <sighs> Delicious. So now this is the card I'm talking about. Ready, Revishing? There you go. Yorion the Sky Nomad. Yeah, unfortunately, due to Wanzi's uh thought process, Yorion is no more. It got banned today. Got the ban hammer in modern. Now you're gonna go, hell Dwight. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You forgot about standard. Well, Meat Hook Massacre. Okay. Meat Hook Massacre is gone in standard. I don't know about you. I don't play no standard. Sorry. If I'm going to invest in a car, you know, in a format, I'm investing in Pioneer and I'm investing in Modern. I do have a couple decks in, you know, Popper. I do admit that. Uh, command there. 
I have a love-hate relationship, but modern, that's my baby. That's what I, I try to foil out. And yes, I did have a f- complete full art, you know, complete uh, extent borderless art foil Yurion Sky Nomad because my friend D-Star, D-Star from Sweden, he actually kicked names and took ass with his Yurion Spirit deck. It actually came out of nowhere. People were surprised, and he just kept on winning and winning with it. And it became the uh, you know taste of the town. It, it was the flavor of the month. And then, obviously, then it disappeared. But then, once again, spirits started slipping away. It was like a type 1 deck, and then all of a sudden it went type 3. Now it's back in type 2 world. And I'm like, okay, we're going to make the comeuppance, and maybe on your end's the way to go. And then... What's he just, yeah, I just, yeah, that's the crickets. It's crickets, unfortunately. But Yurion, Ravishing, why don't you read us what Wanti said about Yurion? Yes, you can read that, please. Okay. Modern has been in a healthy place since the last banned and restricted update with good diversity among archetypes and even the most popular competitive decks occupying a relatively small slice of the metagame, about 5-6% to 6% each on Magic Online. However, as tabletop modern play continues to be rebound since the height of the pandemic, we've decided to enact a change that, that's been considering for some time by banning Yorian Sky Nomad. Yorion must commonly appear as a companion in four-color Omnith decks, which shows a strong win rate and, according to our match update, are likely to continue to rise in popularity. In addition to game balance concerns with the deck, we're also factoring in the physical dexterity requirements of playing with a large deck for tabletop. We're wary of the metagame reaching a point where players are playing the deck because of its perceived strength and win rate despite not enjoying how cumbersome it can be to operate. While these physical dexterity issues exist to a lesser degree in other formats like Pioneer, Modern specifically entails more shuffling and other physical card manipulation because of the deep card pool of card-selected spells, fetch lands, and soon. Cards encouraging large decks like Battle of Wits must exist in the past, but usually on the fringes of competitive play rather than as one of the strongest decks. Finally, we've also heard from many players that the repeated triggers caused by Yorion and many of the cards surrounding it can lead to repetitive gameplay patterns and long games with lots of downtime between the other players' actions. It's important that the net player experiences playing with the table decks in a fun way and while we're okay with such decks existing it can make the format less enjoyable when these patterns are associated with one of the strongest decks over a long period of time therefore to make modern as much fun as and accessible it can be for all types of players yorion sky nomad is banned in modern oh there you go ladies and gentlemen yorion is no more for those who don't know yorion you see it on the on your screen but I'll read it to you if you're listening on, uh, you know, Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. You're in Sky uh, Nomad Reads, three generic and a hybrid mana of white and blue. That's two of those twins. It's a legendary creature, Bird Serpent. For It's a 4-5, and it has Companion. You start your deck containing uh, at least 20 cards more than your minimum deck. Now, mind you, it starts on the outside. Then you're going to pay certain mana to have him come back into... Uh, your hand so you can play. It's flying. 
Now, this is the part that it pisses people off. When Urion enters the battlefield, ready? Exile any number of non-land permanents you own and control. So they're on the battlefield. Boop, boop, they're gone. Return those permanents onto the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So, boom, your end step comes. Guess what? Because they're playing color uh, four-color Omnath, obviously they're playing, uh, I don't know, elementals. Here's evoke elementals. And when those evoke elementals come into play, they usually do certain things like, uh, I don't know, solitude. Basically does a sword to plowsharer. Fury destroys creatures left and right. Endurance uh, removes cards from your graveyard, so on and so forth with grief. And then also uh, uh, subtlety. Yeah. I I understand completely why Watsy did it for me. I, you know, Omnath is a long drawn out deck. It's a to call it a mid range deck is not far fetched, but it, it it's a control. It, it, it's it's a mid range control deck. That's how I how I classify it just because of the fact that it just it has answers for everything. Money pile. That's, that's the nickname for this deck. And I actually, it's one of the decks that I loathe the most when I play a game against. And, and, and honestly, realistically, it's not fun. Spirits, to me, as a spear player, as a expert player with spirits, spirits is a, a, a fair deck. It plays right down the middle. It's basically play creatures. My creatures interact with your, your play board. And guess what? I come in and smash you in the face. The only difference is, the benefit is that some of my creatures have flash and I can play it on your turn. This is just full. I hate you. I hate your deck. Why did you play? So I applaud Boatsy for getting rid of it. But unfortunately, at the same time, it really takes a, a potential deck away from us, the spear players, because there was Gurion spirits. And it did so well, and now it's into the aether. It's gone. It's aloha means hello and goodbye. And so long, my friend, Yurion, for being there for the quick moment, especially for D-Star, basically shocking the world. But the fact that we can no longer use it in the spirit community. Now, finally, comes to my last segment. And I, I wish... It was like me. Put it on me if you don't mind. I'm going to talk about Magic the Gathering 30. And what Watsy is doing right now with certain packs. I've been playing this game since about 1999. You're talking about maybe several years, you know, couple, about four to five years after Magic the Gathering has actually been out there. I truly love the game. I've been playing them since my early 20s, and it brought a brotherhood to me. I was able to make friends with different people, different genders, uh, different uh, uh, people who, you know, who are gay and lesbian, straight, every different color on this planet. Hell, I made friends internationally and nationally. 
it got me better in reading. It got me better at doing mathematics. It got me to really think outside this box and besides inside the box. I truly owe Magic Gathering a lot. I owe Wizards a lot. And the fact that even though I've paid maybe thousands and thousands of dollars for my collection and me going out there and just playing and playing and playing just just a simple card game that I've had the pleasure of playing for decades. I'm a little disappointed with Watsy. I'm going to be honest with you. A hundred percent disappointed. Now I'm going to be honest. I do have dual lands. I do not have power nine. I've never been able to afford power nine. I've had many cards that people are like, Oh, we got to reprint them because you know, screw the reserve list. And I'm one of the people like, the only reason why I want to keep the reserve list is because my cards are worth something. It's a collectible card game. And because the word collectible is in front of card game, to me, it's like baseball cards. Why are you going to reprint a valuable baseball card again so you can saturate the market and screw it over? That's how you destroy a game. But once he did something that was even worse than that, Bring up the image, please. And what they ended up doing is they have this thing where you can buy four packs for $1,000. That's $250 per pack. Your local stores will not be getting it with the exception of the WPN stores. They'll get one pack. And then the WPN, I think, uh, Premier stores will get three. And they can do with them as they see fit. They could give it away in an event that they create or how they could open it and hopefully get one of these wonderful cards in it. What I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is it makes me pissed and it makes me irate. I've You see how fond I am of this game. But this is the part where it really angers me to no end. I know there's sharks out, you know, uh, whales out there who want to sit there and buy all these expensive stuff. Good for it. You got the money. You go for it, my friend. I don't care what you do with your money. You've earned the right. You've earned it. You have the right to spend it. What ticks me off to no end is that they're building and they've created and redid beta and in a pack. You're getting one rare and three uncommons and then the rest commons. You do not know. You may get a Black Lotus. You may get a Time Warp. You may get an Underground Sea. Or you may not. It's it, it's a toss-up. And for a you know a thousand dollars for four packs, you get four chances out of getting a black lotus. And the best part. The best part is that these cards are non-competitive. You cannot use them in competitive play. I'm going to spend $1,000 for four packs, especially four rares that I'll never be able to use in competitive play. What? Are you kidding me? I can buy underground seas. I can buy any of these dual lands, maybe, you know, really horribly played, maybe out of $200, $250. 
hell, if there's a good Boris deck, I probably could bomb get, you know, the white red ones. I think I think those are Taiga, maybe. I forget which one those are. But I could probably get the white red ones for a thousand for a place out of the red ones. I know the red green ones. I can definitely get you know a playset for a thousand dollars easy. So you're telling me I'm spending a thousand dollars for proxies, proxies that I can't use in vintage. I can't use in legacy. I can't use in modern. I can't use them in any other thing. Are you kidding me? Oh, go to your local C. You know, go to a competitive EDH game. Can't use them because it's competitive. The only time you can use this is if the playgroup says, hey, do you mind if I play with some proxies? That's what these are. These are $1,000 proxies. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, don't waste your money. I, I'm, I'm a person who loves spending money. You can, Ravishing, how much do I like to spend money? You like to spend money. How much? A lot. I love money, and I love spending it. Yes, you do. It's ridiculous. I'm telling you right now, don't spend a single cent, a single dollar on these proxies. Why? Because I guarantee there are proxy artists out there. You can find a Black Lotus and a, probably a prettier version of Black Lotus that you ever seen right now and probably get it for like 10, 15 bucks. Same thing with the time walking on the ground seas. Hell, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to go and get your proxies because I don't want to end up getting banned by Watsy because I love this game so much. But I'm telling you right now, 30-year anniversary, four packs, $1,000, pound sand, Watsy, pound sand. This could have been a wonderful experience. One thing I, I could tell you, I watched a professor from Tolerian Academy. He brought up a great point. There used to be a box out there where you could get a box of beta for 50 bucks. A box of beta. Think about that. That's mind-blowing. A box of beta 50 bucks one of every single card exactly what you want here 50 bucks you have four rares this was a perfect opportunity for watching to make a large amount and go oh you know these are proxies we're gonna lower the price to like what, what you would normally buy cards and guess what you can have fun playing like you did when you know magic the gathering was new you get to relive year one or you year two of when Magic the Gathering came out. Hell, I would support that 100%. You make Alpha, you make Beta, and hell, you 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 make a, 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 a Arabian Nights. Hell yeah. Print those cards. You make them for, for regular price and realize, hey, you can't use them for competitive play, but hey, I can sit there and play some limited. Hell yes, I'll spend the money on that. Ravishing won't be happy, but I'll spend the money on that all day. I would have loved to sit there and experience that. And especially at the 30th anniversary. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, my friends. I'm sorry, Boo Crew. You know I'm a positive person. You know I'm about uplifting and making sure you push forward and kick names and take ass and make sure your opponents say that's Boo Sheet. But this here is a bunch of Boo Sheet. Hell no. So I'm sorry. I got to apologize to you, the listening and viewing audience, to the book crew. My first episode back in about a month, and I got to sit there and be angry. 
about this. I love this game 100%, and I love the fact that you guys, the viewers, have supported me through my good times and bad times. But I cannot and I will not, in good faith, support Watson in this endeavor. Take this off, Ravishing. This is just, just upsets me. So I want you to think of the positive things. The RCQs are happening right now, and people are winning. And unfortunately, they're getting those selfless spirits, and I'm desperate to get my hands on some. I haven't, I haven't really uh, done well so far, but it's, it's the immediate area, so I, it's expected. Everybody knows me. They know what I'm playing, so they know what to go after. But I'm still doing my best and doing what I can to sit there and make you guys proud. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're with me in, from this point on and future episodes. So like I said, I have a future episode that I'm excited to do from a friend of mine, Mike, who sent me this thing from Oshawa, Ontario. And I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of what potentially come. And this is what I'm going to say. One word, uh, two word phrase. Spirit Blade. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for watching, and remember, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushies.